Welcome to the Therapist on Fire podcast, where I interview leaders in allied healthcare, entrepreneurs, and those on the path to financial independence. Welcome to the Therapist on Fire podcast. I'm Dr. Emma Shapiro, and I'm here with Steven Stockhausen from PT Adventures, a travel therapy blog and website. I'm really excited in this episode to talk about his journey to debt freedom using traveling and how becoming financially independent has enabled him to pursue his entrepreneurial dreams. Thank you so much for being here, Steven. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> So you are a traveler, and I really want you to first just share your story of how you decided to become a traveler and how that all came about. Yeah, so my wife and I are both PTs. We met in graduate school, um, and we had kind of separately always had this dream of eventually trying to travel. And so we'd actually started um, at a, a, you know, they do like the job search, job fair thing. A lot of colleges do so. We had a bunch of recruiters come and, and we kind of kept a, a, a few names, you know, kind of in, in our back pocket for a while. You know, things change. We become a couple and all that stuff. And we, we move states, take great jobs and worked, worked as, a, as a perm, you know, outpatient ortho for about two and a half years. And, um, and we loved it. But our little town in Colorado is a resort town. And um, Colorado doesn't have the best reimbursement for insurance. And so, you know, the, the going phrase in our town literally was in Durango, we, we pay you in scenery. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we're looking at, at that point, I think we we're about to get married and we we're like almost, I think we we're $2,240,000 in debt between the two of us um, when we got married. And, you know, we're looking at this just like how, how on earth are we going to, you know, possibly make this work. And the houses there are just appalling. If you ever want to get on Zillow and just look at Durango house prices, it's, it's shocking. I mean, for what you can get, I mean, it's appalling. So, um, you know, we just realized this isn't, this isn't going to really work um, long-term, at least not, you know, the quality of life that we want is not mm -hmm. quite, you know, there if we stay firm without making significantly more money or somehow getting rid of this debt. And, you know, we had this like in the back of our minds, that, hey, what about the adventure of traveling? We were kind of fed up with the grind of what we were doing. And um, so we decided to, to kind of bring out some of those names again and call them up. And sure enough, uh, yeah, we started traveling. I think it was almost exactly two and a half years after becoming a therapist, um, not even a year after we got married. And, and we, we started traveling and yeah, just hit the road. And, and it's been great ever since. So it, I think we're now in our fifth year fifth or sixth year traveling, something like that. Okay. Now, so, yeah. did you start traveling with the goal of conquering debt or was it simply to find a job or? So the, the goal was twofold. It was, uh, we knew we would make more money, but you know, we didn't back then there's no real information out there about travelers. I mean, there's, I think there's only like one other website. Um, Hobo health was, I think the only mm -hmm. site at the time. Um, so we didn't really, we knew we'd make more, but we didn't know what that would look like. Um, but we really just wanted to kind of see new places and explore. And, you know, like I said, we we're a little bit fed up with our hometown at the time. So we we're like, well, maybe we'll find another place that is perfect for us. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we still love, we still, you know, five years later, want to go back to Durango. I mean, we just loved it there. But, um, you know, we just realized like, okay, there's some, another way to do this. You know, there's another way to get out of this debt and, and proceed. So we actually, while we we're on our first contract, um, here in California, we're, we're back in California now. 
Um, we took the, uh, um, uh, the Dave Ramsey, uh, financial peace course. We just happened to a family member got it for us for Christmas and we took it and, you know, that's all about getting out of debt and, um, as quick as you can. And, and we are already like of that mindset, but this sort of really lit a fire under us. And we just started, you know, we were already living in a, in a tiny apartment on not much income. So we just kept that same lifestyle as best we could, um, in these different locations and we were able to just hammer away at the, at the loans. And I think it was, um, like two years after two or three years after traveling, it, we we're pretty much grad school debt free. Wow. So within so two years you conquered. We doing, yeah. We were doing like 80 grand dollars in loans. Yeah. It was like almost 80 grand, a, 70 or 80 grand a year is what we we're averaging for a few years of paying off. But you know, we're also traveling together. We can split a, a place, you know, I mean, so there's not every traveler can do this because we're a traveling team. So there's that benefit. And we're, you know, a lot of the stuff that we do lifestyle wise, um, you know, we're huge outdoors people. Um, you know, all the, all the photos on our website are basically of like scenery, most of them. <laughs> and it's just because our favorite things to do are our hike and bike. And, you know, we're big trail runners and, and that's all free. You know, we're, and it's, that's not on purpose. It just happens to be what we love to do, but we can do this amazing, you know, amazing things and have a blast in all these different locations. And for us, there's no extra cost. So our lifestyle right there, the base level is pretty affordable. Mm -hmm. So just to summarize, within two years, you conquered over two or about three years. Okay. So in about three years, you conquered over $200,000 in student loans. You were averaging about $80,000 in take home. Do you have any specific tips that you could share people? Because I think people hear all the time, oh, with traveling, you can conquer conquer debt. And so Mm -hmm. it's really nice to hear from people that are actually debt free and that Mm -hmm. the story has actually come true for them, sort of the exact steps that you used to get to that point. Yeah. So, um, we kind of did that, the whole debt snowball approach. So unlike the Dave Ramsey, you know, I, I don't know if most of your listeners are familiar with him, but he basically says, take the smallest debt and, and pay that one off more rapidly than the others. And then you snowball that to the next and take that same dollar amount onto the next, onto the next. We did the same thing, only um, applied it to the highest interest rate. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. We, we were already pretty motivated. Um, you know, he uses that technique, um, <clears throat> sorry, um, mainly for like a, a easier motivation, um, you know, because it's much nicer to see your number of debts to go from 10 down to nine, eight, seven. Whereas if you attack the highest interest rate, I mean, my gosh, one of my grad school loans was like, I think when I was in school, it was like almost 8%, 7.8 or 8%. And, but it was like thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, whereas I had an undergrad loan at like 2% that we could have paid off in two paychecks, you know, mm-hmm. but we stayed with that one because it made more financial sense for us to, to go at the higher interest rate. No, I concur. I, the interest rates are so high. And this is what I really try to advocate to, especially new graduates coming out, that you have to have a plan for your loans because your interest rates coming out are between 6 to 8%. That, yeah. that accumulates so quickly. I mean, that's if you have so a $100,000 loan, that's between six to $8,000, if not more, of just interest. Yeah. And so you really have to take that approach. I agree 100% mm-hmm. with, with trying to pay off the highest interest rate. Instead of making yourself feel good, pay off that highest interest mm-hmm. rate first and then trickle down. And 
And then I know you also talked a little bit about lifestyle that, you know, try to live reasonably, even though as a traveler you are making excellent, excellent money and almost maybe potentially two times more than um, a standard position, save that. If your goal is to get debt free, then use that extra earnings and filter it all to the loans. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's, I mean, that's pretty much what we, yeah, that's basically what we did. And you know, by, we were by no means living like lame lifestyles. I mean, you know, in Alaska, we, you know, we did all the, the flight seeing and we went skiing, you know, we did all these like that people think are like high dollar things, but when you're generally your everyday base cost is so low. I mean, for us, once, once we own the gear, we have it forever. So, mm-hmm. um, and we, before we started really hammering out our loans, we we made those decisions to buy the gear, which probably wasn't the, the wisest financially, but we already had the stuff. So yeah. might, might as well just use it. So. Well, I mean, you don't want to sacrifice your lifestyle either. You know, you have to yeah. be emotionally healthy as well as financially healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I so. think that that's, you know, the point I want to drive home to a lot of people too, is just your higher earnings can really mm-hmm. enable financial freedom. That's why mm-hmm. I'm such a huge advocate of traveling. I know that's why you're, you know, um, yeah. helping so many people with mentorship too in traveling, I think is because we've realized that just earning almost like a six-figure salary or 80000 versus the standard pay or more. I mean, mm-hmm. many travelers after taxes can earn mm-hmm. six figures, you know, depending on your experience and where you're working and your oh, salary. Yeah. And so yeah. just the high earnings, like to get debt free in traveling doesn't take rocket science. It's actually super easy. You just have to be financially conscious, be mm-hmm. smart with where you live and those fixed costs and have lower fixed yep. costs mm-hmm. and then have the higher earnings. I really think yep. that it's all about your income level. If you mm-hmm. can really have that higher income level, it's, you can achieve your dream. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, one of the things is, um, you know, the, the the phrase uh, the hedonistic adaptation have you have you heard that phrase before no so basically it's a fancy way of saying like lifestyle expansion so the more money you make the more money you spend you know and the research supports that you know totally but you know what happens is like you end up like making a little bit more money so now you go to a little bit nicer restaurant and then maybe you buy a little bit nicer clothes and you know flash forward a couple of years and all of a sudden you've got this super expensive lifestyle and you don't know how you got there um, and so, you know, part of it is just kind of keeping this like humble, like, okay, this is, this is what we do. This is what we need. Um, sort of perspective. You know, I, I really like the phrase that, um, Dave Ramsey used is that, um, every, every dollar has a job. And so if before the money even comes in, you've already mentally set it aside, um, it makes it so much easier that when the money comes in, you're not going to go want to spend it, you know, cause already beforehand you've prepared, I, you've, you've given it a designation and a, and a destination and that helps so much um, for us. And we automated everything that we possibly could. Um, you know, we automated as much as we could without, I guess, cause I think, I think my wife worked out some way that if we paid them off and we paid our loans at the base every month, and then we added on, on top of that in a separate payment, um, it was more advantageous than just paying more with the regular payment. I, okay. I don't remember. I don't She handles she handles the paying of the bills. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, just having that, having that goal for every dollar was, was super helpful. Cause then you get this huge paycheck that comes in and you've got this extra money and you're already like, Oh, okay. So I'm going to put that towards, you know, yeah. that extra is going to go towards our loans every month. And, um, you know, I mean, some months we were able to put, you know, eight to 10 grand between the two of us 
on loans. And it's just like, holy cow. And we're still able to do all this cool stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's the nice thing great. about traveling is you don't have to sacrifice your lifestyle because you're earning more. You can, you can s- pay off your loans and mm-hmm. also have an amazing lifestyle, which is oh, yeah. because it's oh, yeah. for a lot of permanent jobs, permanent jobs. You're only taking home maybe 1500 a month, maybe 2000 a month. Uh, you know, it, it's really variable. So don't quote me on anything there, but you know, I did a calculation and at, say someone is a permanent has a permanent position as a PT on average, that's like 70,000 after cost of living, you know, after rent, food, insurance, car, phone, TV, utilities, everything I did it. And I did it actually pretty reasonable and student loan payments on a hundred thousand dollar loan. You ended up only saving like $500. Like your, your Uh, lifetime savings over the whole year is like nothing. You're, You're not saving anything. And that's yeah. why, you know, I think it's, you have to find creative ways to either save money or make oh, money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember, you know, that it was what my first, I was at the job for like a year and a half at my first job and just making the base, well, I was paying a little bit more than, than the base on student loans um, at my firm job and then trying to save for her engagement ring, which was not, I mean, it is, it is a, by no means a fancy ring. Um, I mean, it took me nine months to save for this stupid thing. I mean, it just took, it took stinking forever. I mean, I felt like I can't, you know, I can't propose to this girl until I've got the ring in my hands. And it's like month after month is going by. It's I don't, I don't have the money yet. Yeah. Keep saving. So yeah, I, I didn't even think about how little at when it's all said and done, how little you have left over for that. Mm-hmm. It's been, it's been a while since we've been in that, that situation. So now I know Stephen that you are like an expert negotiator and that's your like amazing tactic to really also help become mm-hmm. debt free faster with traveling is negotiating each contract. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little insider tip or some secrets to helping travelers and just the general population with um, contract or job negotiation? Yeah. So I'd say there's probably two, two main tips that I, I want people to, to understand because it's really these are the two biggest downfalls that, that people kind of get into is one, they don't understand what they're actually worth. You know, so most therapists, we don't, as PTs in general, we hate talking about money. So it's one of the reasons I, I think this podcast is fantastic is because finally we're talking about money. Yeah. We're talking about it more in the personal sense and not necessarily like the business sense of either growing a business, but um, you know, we, we just don't, we don't like it. I mean, that's how we're in the, as an industry, how we're in this spot with lower and lower, yeah. Um, reimbursement is because we're letting insurance companies push us around. Now I'm not a clinic owner, so take that with a grain of salt, but, um, you know, we, we don't like it, but we need to understand what you can bring to the table and what your value is. Um, and as a, as a therapist, as a traveler or a perm person, a lot of times we don't actually know, you know, how valuable we are, or we don't have that, um, that maybe that number set in our head. Mm-hmm. So the other thing is know you're valuable, kind of stick by that and, and have a, have a walk away number. Um, because I know for us, we took, you know, I've done a lot of negotiations at this point. I think we're on like 12 or so different, like contract, personal contract negotiations. And some have gone great and some have gone just horrendously. And, and one of the ones that went horrendously, we were trying to get back to our town in Durango and we made it very, very clear to the people that we were desperate to get there. And so they just, I mean, they just hammered us. I mean, we, and we didn't have a walkaway number. And so we took $10,000 a year. It was going to be a perm job, $10,000 a year less than what we had wanted to make each. 
Mm-hmm. And then my wife, who has the exact same, everything as I do, uh, got offered a dollar an hour less than I did, which is just absurd to me. And we took it. You know, we were only there a few a few months. <laughs> we didn't mm-hmm. last very long. But, um, you know, we didn't have, we didn't know what we were valuable. We didn't know what we could bring to the table. And we didn't have a walkaway number that we could really um, stick to. And that was realistic, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so those are, I would say those are probably the two biggest. And then as far as travelers go, um, the one specific thing is know that there's always a little bit of wiggle room. You're not going to get, um, you're not going to get these massive raises and you're not going to just, you know, walk away making bank every single time. Um, some contracts are presented where there's only a little bit of wiggle room for the company to, to possibly give you more money than, than what they initially offer. And then others, you know, others, there's, there's a lot more. So I've had anything from, you know, sometimes $25 a week after tax is all they can budge. And then literally we've had some that were hundreds, um, you know, but you still have to try. And yes. that's another thing that, that we, cause we don't like to talk about money. Most of the time we don't even ask. Yes. So, it's all about just that one, one ask. Exactly. You just, yeah. that, I think that's like the biggest tip ever is yeah. literally just ask and ask yeah. every single time, every single every time, time you have a new job, every single time you have a new extend. Contract. Yes. Oh, you have to ask if you extend because yeah. that's they, the recruiter doesn't have to do any work. They have done the work. You're there. All they have to do is make another PDF, have you sign it and you're done. Like there's no work for them. So mm-hmm. they don't, they don't need that extra cost to go into their labor. Like you should be able to get something else when you extend for sure. For sure. Exactly. I agree with that. And I think, you know, bringing up the fact that you, you talk about knowing your worth, especially as a traveler, if you extend, use those argument points that Stephen brought up that, mm-hmm. that the recruiter literally has to do no work that you are already there. So you don't have any relocation costs that you have to do again, no yep. license reimbursement um, yep. costs. Again, there are so many things, no, no orientation or training costs. Yep. So yep. all of that <clears throat> by extending are saving the facility thousands of dollars Tons because of especially as a traveler, your bill rate is hmm. so high that, that it's easily thousands of dollars. So for you asking for maybe $1 more an hour, and I think that's the other point too, I think is just, I think people don't know how um, much money $1 an hour more is, Yeah. but that is, I believe it's 2000 more dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And yep. so that is, I'm not a mathematician, <laughs> but, but that's a lot like $2,000. Yeah. I mean, that is. Yeah. Well, especially if you get it after yeah. tax yes. as a traveler, you yeah. know, if you negotiate it into being, I want $1 an hour more after tax, like that's tangible money in your pocket. Whereas, you know, if you're in a perm job, dollar an hour isn't nothing, isn't anything just, you know, stick your nose up at, but you know, it's a little bit more lucrative as a, as a traveler. Yeah, definitely. Everything counts. I mean, yeah, a dollar an hour, not that much, but when you think about it over the long run, if you did a dollar an hour more every contract and you had four contracts, that is $2,000 more times four, that's $8,000 more a year that you made. If you worked several years as a traveler, say you were three years as a traveler, $8,000 times three is $24,000 that you are missing out on if you don't negotiate every single contract. So, and I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing you're making that, but I'm just using the numbers to help illustrate yeah. how important negotiation and what Stephen's saying is, is it's very important. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For yeah. sure. Um, so I know that you are a traveling couple. And so do you have any tips for traveling together as a couple, maybe finding contracts together or finding housing together? 
Um, well, the housing part's, I, I think, easier, um, you know, because you can just split housing, um, you know. And uh, as far as trying trying to find jobs, the one, it is a little bit more of a challenge because we're both, we're both PTs. So if we're different professions, um, you know, opposite professions have an easier time just because you're not both vying for the same job. Um, so a lot of times we have to be careful that we're not getting put in for the same jobs um, cause we don't want to compete against each other if we don't have to. Um, and then, uh, we have to go to like medium or larger towns. So that's mm-hmm. kind of a bummer. So there's a few spots that we've been loving. We would love to take contracts at, but you know, they have one job and that's it. And most likely they're not going to have two travel jobs at the same time. Yeah. So that's sort of the reality of the situation as, as both physical therapists, um, you know, if it was a PTOT team or a PT nursing team, um, I don't know if that would be the case. I don't, I don't think it would be quite as difficult, but, um, you know, each profession kind of has their own, um, you know, their, the demand waxes and wanes you know, mm-hmm. quite a bit. So, you know, there's a couple of professions right now that aren't super hot as travelers and then others that are, you know, still great. You know, I mean, nursing's going to be great for the foreseeable future, but, um, yeah, so, um, those would be my, my two things. Okay. Okay. Now, do you think it is easier or harder to travel as a couple? I've always wondered this because I traveled by myself, uh, but yeah. I hear everyone talk about traveling as a couple. So I'm always curious. Yeah. Um, well, I, to be honest, I don't know the opposite. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we're a married couple, so it's, it's really great to have like, you know, your best friend there, wherever you're at. You know, we're working home health. We do a lot of home health jobs. And that's another, you know, another big reason we do it is, um, it's the highest paying of the travel areas. Um, that's one of the reasons. And then the other one is the lifestyle. So you're, you generally you're speaking, you're going to be with, with patients like six to seven hours a day, maybe like away from the house. You're still going to put in your eight hours because the paperwork's pretty um, miserable, but the benefit is you're at home. So like right now we've got a, we've got a 10 month old. And so we, uh, you know, we are away from the house for about six hours a day. We have childcare comes you know, have childcare come and then we come back and it's baby time until she goes to bed at like seven ish. And then we start our documentation. So, you know, it's kind of nice that we can set work aside during her waking hours and to really take advantage of that. Because otherwise if we were working at clinics, you know, we'd be, we'd be stuck at work until, you know, five, six, mm-hmm. six thirty. I mean, when, you know, depending on your schedule, maybe even at her bedtime when I, I was working a sniff job before this one, this is the first contract that both of us have been traveling on. I, the last one I took, um, and I was working a sniff job and I'd come home and I'd see her for half an hour before bed. And that was it. So I'd see her in the morning when she's basically feeding, all she wants to do is feed in the morning. And then I'd be gone all day and I'd see her half an hour before bed. And I couldn't imagine both of us doing that. So those, that's why we're doing the, the home health thing. But you know, one of the benefits of being a travel team is you know, you've, you have a little bit of community where you're at. So that's, that's been the biggest struggle that we've found is as travelers and, and in talking with a lot of the people, a lot of our readers and a lot of our, our buddies, um, finding that group, that, that community can be a challenge if you're moving around yeah. super frequently, you know, and it's part of the reason we try and take, um, if we can, we try and take a little bit longer contracts. Um, you know, a, a, another little negotiation tip for your travelers is, you know, if you go in say in three months and then, you know, a little up the ante would be like, well, can you meet, can you pay me a couple dollars an hour more if I extend for four months, five months, six months, whatever it is. And they're going to 
jump at it, you know, almost every time. Um, so yeah, I mean, so we take longer contracts partly cause you can get a little bit more upfront, but then, um, and you don't have to wait to the extension to get that money. Does that make sense? So that yes. you can like front load it a little bit. So you get you know, three more months of that higher pay. Um, but then also you're there longer to meet people. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that would be, I would say it's the, is the best benefit is cause you, know, you have a fr- at least a friend. Yeah. <laughs> you're here with no, I think there's pros and cons and, and you know, it is great in so many aspects, but I think the one negative is that it can be lonely and that you do have to go contract to contract and that can get a little stressful for people. Mm-hmm. So um, the other nice thing about really trying to emphasize extensions mm-hmm. is that you can really um, continue at one facility and not only can you negotiate higher rates, but you're actually saving money by mm-hmm. not having to move to the next location again and again and again. Oh yeah. You can resign oh, yeah. your contract several times times and then just keep staying at the same apartment so you're not mm-hmm. having to do the housing costs or all of those different and it even is less stressful too so not only are you saving money not only are you making more money but also it's less stressful oh yeah for sure yeah, yeah. for sure now the other question i get asked all the time and probably you do too is new graduates what is your uh-huh. best advice with new graduates what's your thoughts on new graduates traveling so you know, at the classic PT school, it depends. Um, yeah. I think it, it depends on your personality, your skill set, your confidence. I think for, you know, for me, I probably could have traveled right off the bat. I was pretty confident. I had, I lucked out and had some amazing mentors um, before physical therapy school, in physical therapy school, kind of prepared me, you know, for the rigors of, of professional life. Um, but there's a lot who don't have that and they need, you know, they need some mentorship. They need someone to kind of, um, you know, take them under the wing and guide them along a little bit. Yeah. It's possible to get that as a traveler, but it's, I mean, it's tricky to be honest. It's tricky to get that, um, the, the mentorship that certain people might need. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't have a, I don't have a great answer. Um, like I said, it, it really does depend. I mean, I have a lot of new grads that talk to me about traveling and, and, if they're real go-getters and they're confident in their skills and they're going to learn um, along the way, then yeah, go for it. But you know, some of these travel jobs are single clinician clinics out in the middle of nowhere and you're running the whole show. And I, you know, I'd be nervous doing that now if I'm, if I'm front office and clinical staff all in one, like Mm -hmm. there's some travel jobs like that. Like that's terrifying. And I've been doing this, you know, seven years and you know I'm a, I know my orthopedics as well as anybody and I'd be nervous doing that yeah so. I think I think the biggest thing I emphasize for new graduates is picking the right assignment you know mm-hmm. I think I think you're exactly right you have to have confidence what I tell people is that if you if you feel confident with your skills if maybe you worked before in another job and you have those interpersonal communication skills and those organization and time mm-hmm. management and you're just sort of like a go-getter, you know, and, and you have chutzpah, you know, that's, (laughs) you know, then you can definitely travel. But the other aspect isn't just your personality, but it's also um, your relationship with the recruiter, Um, Mm -hmm. having a good recruiter that is going to make sure that you don't get placed into those positions where you are um, pushed ethically and um, where you don't have that guidance and mentorship. So you want to have a good recruiter that's going to lead you to those right assignments Mm -hmm. and for you to really choose assignments that you're comfortable with. So if, mm-hmm. if you interview with a position like Steven's talking about where you're going to be front office and back office, 
just don't take that assignment. You're not, yeah. that's not going to reflect well on yep. traveling and not all assignments are like that. There are, there are some like that, but that, that's why Stephen and I are, are doing this to teach you the tactics to make sure that you mm-hmm. have a successful career in traveling. Yeah. Good mm-hmm. point, Stephen. Yeah. So back to being debt-free, um, what does it feel like to be debt-free? Like, can you emotionally describe <laughs> that feeling for me? Well, well, the, the biggest thing was, you know, we've been able to take, you know, we took eight weeks off to have our baby, um, you know, four weeks before, four weeks after. I mean, that was just, how else could you do that? You know, I mean, we just took eight weeks off and, and we were able to fully fund our lifestyle. And, you know, we just were able to sock away so much more money in preparation for it. You know, um, prior to that, a year or two prior to that, my wife took, well, we both took six weeks off. She hiked the John Muir Trail. You know, I hung out with some buddies in town and it was just, you know, it, I don't know any other profession where you could do that or how you would do it if you had, you know, this $500,000, $1,500, you know, a month expense hanging over your head every, you know, every single month. I mean, we, we had no real expenses. We didn't have a car debt at the time and, um, you know, or anything like that. So. Well, now you can, now you can actually afford to have a family, right. And start building up savings to have a house, to have a car. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. (laughs) I mean, we're in the speed that we're, and cause we were able to save for down payment for a house. Cause I was saying our, our hometown is so expensive and, um, you know, it's shocking how quickly you can stash that little bit of extra, away once you don't have all these different places where that money has to go so we're able to save it for down payment we're just we're able to just sit on it and and if something opens up that we want then we can immediately move um you know and and it's it's been really freeing so it's great so speaking of that i know that this freedom has enabled you now to become an entrepreneur can you mm-hmm. describe that a little bit for me <laughs> well so i i have a patented exercise device that I'm in the, in the process of getting, you know, manufactured and all that kind of stuff. It's early, early on. The, the patent actually came through about a year. I, was, I came through about a year earlier than I was planning. So, um, yeah, so that's something we're going to be, you know, exploring a little bit and trying to get that, um, you know, out to market. Um, and that's been super, it's been a fun process. It's been a really great learning experience and, you know, Oh, by the way, you know, patents aren't cheap. So paying for a patent attorney, you know, the, the five grand that we had to pay our patent attorney are probably even more than that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's trickled over the years. So, you, you know, it's not as, uh, uh, intimidating up front, but, um, yeah, I mean, that money is a lot easier to come up with when you don't have, you know, all the student loans and things like that anymore. So it's freed me up to, to kind of explore that, you know, we're going to explore the option of, of getting it manufactured and, and marketed. Um, you know, and then also, you know, we have our website and this, that sort of entrepreneurial thing, you know, there is a little bit as well. So, yeah, I think it's so fun. I think once like sort of the, I I feel the same thing. Like I felt so trapped by my student loans and I felt like everything I had to do was so focused on that. And, and I think it was really tough. And I think that sort of stems off some of the burnout that people feel also is the fact that they feel like they can't Mm -hmm. pursue other options and pursue other things that inspire them. And so by becoming more financially free, you feel like you can pursue the things that are maybe your secret passions or your new passions as you, as you grow up. So, 
Well, I yeah. look forward to, we'll have you back on again, definitely. And you can talk about yeah. patents. I think that that's so neat. We'll have you on to talk about <laughs> patents and, okay. and, you're creating and everything like that. And so um, I know you also have a course. Do you want to share like an inside yes. peek a little bit at your course? Yeah. Yeah. So we're, um, I'm going to hopefully roll out by the time this goes live, hopefully the, the course we roll out right now, we're, we're calling it elite level. And so the whole point is taking clinicians from, you know, either new grad or, um, you know, kind of that just like sort of like the general clinician level and how to, how to level up, how to get, um, your skills up to the higher level, um, how to get paid at a higher level. Um, because a lot of people don't know how to negotiate, um, a contracts, but kind of negotiate even their careers. Um, it's shocking how many people don't have plans for their careers further than just the next six months. Um, and so, you know, through this course and through a lot of the stuff that, that we're going to be teaching, um, you know, we're hoping that people really drive your, your clinical skills up, but then also, um, you know, be able to get paid what you're worth. I mean, um, you know, because of some of the things that we've used in this course and what we're taking is from our own experience. Um, you know, when we were working in, in Alaska, I was able to negotiate $30,000 a year more because I was able to see what they're offering. And then I was like, well, actually I can do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, basically I was able to use the same tactics that we're going to be talking about in this course to negotiate just or I mean, I was shocked it actually worked, but, um, you know, and we've been able to replicate it ever since. So, you know, basically just ha- enabling clinicians to be able to kind of do that and, and take charge again. So. Well, I, it sounds like I'm going to take that course. I want to make $1,000 more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we're going to, we're going to call it two modules. One will be traveler specific and then one will be, um, term, you know, more traditional, you know, we'll go into more like asking for raises and things like that with the, uh, the perm job as well. So there'll be some overlap in the, in the coursework. So I wouldn't recommend people taking both, to be honest. Um, there's gonna be, as far as the advanced negotiating kind of tactics, um, they're going to be pretty similar for the two. So. Okay, great, great. I'll have the yeah. links to everything uh, for that in the show notes. And speaking of links, um, where can people contact you, Stephen, if they want to learn more about yeah. traveling or negotiations and anything else? Yeah, our website's ptadventures.com uh, or you can shoot me an email at rptadventures at gmail.com. Um, I'm, you know, Facebook, we're there, but with, the, with our baby, I'm not on very much anymore. So you're best off going through the email or the website. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for sharing amazing tips on traveling, on negotiation tactics, and on just becoming debt-free. I hope people have learned a lot from this episode, and uh, we'll be having you back on soon, Stephen. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you very much. So I am excited to announce that while we were waiting for this podcast to launch, Stephen and his wife actually did launch their course on negotiations, interviewing, resume creation, and basically how to get paid more as a physical therapist. Their course is called Elite Level, The Therapist's Guide to Career and Income Growth. You can find this course at going to ptadventures.thinkific.com slash course slash elite level. And just for podcast listeners, if you're interested in making more and learning what Stephen has to say, you get a special 20% coupon if you plug in the code DFPT20. All this, if that's a lot, is going to be on my website. So you can just go to debtfreept.com slash podcast and find Stephen's episode to get all the links directly to his new course. I've actually taken it 
And it's a really great comprehensive course that walks you through everything that basically school should have taught us. It walks you through how to create a resume, how to interview, how to negotiate, and really how to create this profile that you're going to have for the rest of your life so that you always earn more or that you're always chosen in the jobs that you're trying to apply for. So I highly suggest that course. Steven did an excellent job. I really applaud him for that. And once again, you can just check out all the links to that at debtfreept.com slash podcasts, and you'll find the links. And his code is DFPT20 for that 20% off. Thank you guys. And I'll see you in the next podcast.